When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show was taped in front of a dead studio audience. I can't believe we haven't made that horrible joke before. Oh, my. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. And now it's time for the show that will never be released as a full VHS box set. It's Saturday Night Napsalk. Hey, Saturday Nighters, welcome to the show. I'm so thrilled that I didn't go outside and get some sun and have a nice lunch or, you know, just lived lived free and died harder. Anyway, it's time for our sponsor, Debbie Dutton's School of Media Literacy. Listen up. This is going to be direct and to the point. Do you watch TV shows and movies? Do you own a silly amount of DVDs and try to act like that's a good thing simply because someone at Warner Brothers is trying to take away your right to stream Porky's 2 the next day whenever you want? Well, if that's you, you've probably thought, well, fuck it. I should start a YouTube channel and call myself a critic. Well, stop right there, Pilgrim, which is something that uh, John Wayne used to say, so it's most likely problematic. Anyway, before you launch that YouTube channel and pop culture brand, you need to go to Debbie Dutson's School of Media Literacy. At Dutson's, you'll learn the basics of understanding the actual f***ing piece of media you're reviewing. So when you, you know... Start your channel. You won't go on your channel's live stream or take to Twitter sounding like a complete illiterate moron. Learn things like what are the themes in the media you're watching and do the scenes, characters, actions, and dialogue help support or communicate those themes? What themes actually are? You'll learn that lines from the characters, particularly the ones coded as villains, aren't actually facts or what the writers personally believe or are often meant to challenge the heroes and help round out the story by providing obstacles, tension, and conflict. This course is particularly recommended for anyone who misinterprets anything Kylo Ren said to Rey Skywalker, particularly in Rise of Skywalker. You'll learn to understand the true meanings creators of the media you're watching put into the subtext and often the actual f***ing text and perhaps not assume the worst of them. You'll also learn to research things a little better, like, say, if there's a new dragon fantasy show that has six female writers on a staff of 11, and therefore uh, you might not want to blame the two male showrunners for your inability to process the themes of their show. It's in that course as well. You'll also learn to understand that you don't have to always agree with the media and what it's telling you, but by being able to understand what the art is communicating, you'll at least have a better framework for your criticism. And finally, you'll learn how to understand the world better. But look, let's concentrate on understanding the movies and shows you're tweeting about. So try Debbie Dutson's School of Media Literacy. Actually, you know what? That's just a fun little joke about an old truck driving school. Some commercials that probably only played in Southern California. So you know what? No joke needed. Just learn to be media literate. Do it for me. So I can stop muting and blocking people I used to love working with. And now, on with the show. All right, welcome to episode 86 of Saturday Night Napsock. And you know what? We're already getting calls and letters, postcards, 
Yahoo Mail, AOL Mail, Hotmail, which is just hot. Ooh, remember when Hotmail first came out? Ooh, it was it was scorching. Uh, we are getting a lot of correspondence, a lot of questions from you, the listeners, the brave supporters of Saturday Night Napsuck. Are, are we going to do something special for episode 100? That's a great question. What should we do? We could put it out to all of you. You know, go to the Patreon page. Go to the Discord page that you can get to from the Patreon page. Uh, and let us know, what do you want to do for episode 100? It's coming up in five years. We should start thinking about it. We should get there. All right? Going to be a lot of fun. Anyway, some things on my mind here for episode... What? What? What's this? Now it's time for a check of traffic with the SN Traffic Report. I'm Bert Burton, and this is a special breaking news report on SN Traffic, brought to you by Big Lou's Workshop. Need a table built for some seasoning for your meat? See Big Lou at Big Lou's Workshop. We are following a police pursuit right now, and wow, this is exciting. This is why we get into the business, to broadcast the suffering of others. Police are in hot pursuit of a vehicle that we're hearing was used in a robbery downtown. I'm listening to the police scanner now, which, oh, God, that's really fun. That's cool. The suspects are said to be armed and unaware of the series of bad life decisions and circumstances that led them to this moment in their lives. The pursuit is on surface streets right now. We're watching it. We're following at a safe distance. Uh, but low enough to interrupt the lives of everyone below us. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Close call down there. Close call down there. The suspect's vehicle almost collided with another vehicle. Just missed it. Whoa, that was close. That was close. That would have been really cool, though, if they had collided. We would have gotten great footage of it, which, again, is why we're here. I know a lot of people are wondering if the pursuing police are going to be using a pit maneuver or spike strips to end this dangerous pursuit, but most people don't understand that each individual police agency has different rules on how and, and what they could do in pursuit. So, for instance, highway patrol officers might be able to use spike strips, but if the pursuit is on surface streets like this one, then the pursuing officers of that particular city have control of the pursuit, and, and they might not have the authority and training to use spike strips. Yeah, it's almost like law enforcement, it, it's a complicated thing. That said, there are 11 police cars in this pursuit, but only three are officially involved. The other eight are just officers bored with their own patrols and following along just because it's fun. Because it is. Whoa, the suspect's vehicle. Oh, my God. The suspect's vehicle almost ran over some onlookers who had come out to cheer on the suspects. It was, we almost witnessed a lyric in an Alanis Morissette song. This is exciting stuff, man. I'm hearing that the police, uh, I'm listening here on the scanner again, which again, just, I can't wait to tell people at parties. Uh, I'm hearing that police are saying the suspects are now throwing items out of the car. No word if it's money they stole, jewelry maybe, or those empty bottles of water and soda that we all just have sitting in our back seats for weeks in our cars. Okay, the suspects are now getting on the freeway and they look to have a clear path to get away. Someone's got to do something. Uh, someone's got to do something or these guys are going to get away. So uh, back to you in the studio. I'll keep you all updated on this police pursuit. This is SNN Traffic brought to you by Big Lou's Workshop. You need a shelf but took theater in high school. Big Lou's got your back. I'm Bert Burton. Oh, man, this is so awesome. Uh, I'm like erect. Seriously, uh, full mast. No!
now it's time for our resident medical expert. It's the Village Doctor with Dr. Lancaster. Hello, and welcome to the Village Doctor segment of this recorded audio program. I'm Dr. Lancaster, and I have three locations to best serve you in the greater Bakersfield area. And it's so great. We have the best best broken asphalt on our roads. I have over 55 years of medical experience, not counting those two years that I spent on a commune in which I waited the arrival of the great cleansing with the other denizens of the commune, all of us listening to the spiritual guidance from our exalted leader who had received his knowledge directly from the mouth holes of visiting alien beings following a three-day bender he had while walked in the bathroom of a rock and roll club on the sinful Sunset Strip. So come on into one of our offices today and, and our friendly staff will act concerned when you try to explain to them why you need to see me and see me soon. All right. We've, we've got some wonderful questions from our audience today. I, I'm going to read them and then dispense with some uh, what I will say is fine advice, but that's just what I'm saying about my own words that I'm about to say to you all here. So I could be biased, but I think you understand uh, the joke there. Our first question today comes from someone named Witchy McGee. Uh, now, I'm, I'm assuming that it's a joke name and that she's not actually a witch because that, that would be unfortunate. I don't, I don't like to cast aspersions on anyone, but witches live outside the boundaries set forth by our Heavenly Father and are known to wear indecent knickers and fornicate with the lights on. Anyway, I'll, so I, I'll assume it's a joke name because we are approaching the fall spooky season, which is always of the devil, but I know a lot of heathens enjoy. So uh, Witchy McGee writes, Am I allowed to call dipping corn tortilla chips into plant-based cream cheese, a healthy snack. Oh, God, no. That's, that's just horrendous. This, this is not something you should do to your body. The corn tortilla chips aren't so much the problem. Uh, I've been known to enjoy a good plain tortilla chip myself. I didn't know until uh, recently, a couple weeks ago, that it's tortilla and not tortilla. Really, it's a really good taste treat, uh, the tortilla chips, uh, the plain ones. I, I, I say plain. I do scrape off most of the salt because I, I don't believe that much excitement is good for the soul. But I do understand that most people do enjoy dipping hard things into inviting creams. Uh, we are humans, after all, and it's hard to go against our, our sinful nature. Um, it's just sadly true here. However... It must be noted that the real sin uh, in this question proposed to me here by this so-called witchy McGee is, is using something that is marketed as plant-based. The implication here is that the food is made of materials found on Earth that do not come from animals. That this, is, uh, this has become a very popular thing as, as of late here, mostly because low-level podcast hosts who dabble in comedy won't shut up about the plant-based meals they enjoy. But poppycock, don't listen to those celebrity devils. God created animals, and it is by his grace that we are allowed to plunder the land for these walking, scurrying food sources. 
It's manifest destiny for our refrigerators. So, to Witchy McGee's question, which again, as I, I hope is a joke name, is it a healthy snack? Oh, sure. The plant-based cream cheese might be tasty and provide unintended benefits to your health and intended ones. You know, just leave you feeling both content, food-wise, and better physically, as if you're not weighed down by the heavy foods you, you normally consume. But all of that is a, is a lie, even if it feels true. It's a lie, a lie that we all are all too willing to believe. Like, like the idea that taking off your ceremonial fornication suit or dress is okay. And it's not. And neither is dipping your chip into this plant-based cream cheese. With each slow, thrusting dip, Witchy, you'll be taking one step closer to believing in more lies, uh, like plant-based is better for the environment and that the future of our very world is at risk. And, and, and it's... That's how the socialists get you to commit treason against this land, if I'm, if I'm being honest there. It's, it's plant-based cream cheese today, the Communist Party tomorrow. So, is it healthy, Witchy McGee? Sure, sure, it's healthy. Unless you think losing your American soul is healthy. Then maybe it's not. I'm sorry, we had some more questions, but I, I'm a little riled up here. That, that last question, I, I will admit, it got me upset. I, I, I weep for the future. Uh, they say the children are future, but they, they are just enjoying healthier snacks uh, with designs on living longer. And, I just, I, and helping others uh, that not, aren't necessarily uh, them or serving their own needs. I just don't know what to make of it all there. And then to have, I, I'm starting to think that name, Witchy McGee, was not... Uh, it was not a joke name. I'm starting to think it might have been uh, a case of her being a known witch, and I, I just I just can't abide that as well. So um, if that's okay, I'm going to shut down the recording of devices earlier than planned. Uh, I'm going to go home and, uh, uh, you know, I think about, uh, just think about the future and what I can do to baby uh, waylay it as much as I, I can. So that's it for this episode of The Village Doctor. I'm Dr. Lancaster. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. I pray for your forgiveness. All right. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to go back out to Bert. Bert, we got an update on that police pursuit. Bert, what do you got? That's right, Ken. Uh, Bert Burton. And we're still over this police pursuit. It is no longer on the freeway, though. Uh, but the suspects hit speeds of nearly 120 miles per hour, which is just so impressive. Oh, my gosh. They're, they're going so fast. They, they must be racing for family, you know. But what's more impressive is that they did it during rush hour. I can't get from my house to my court-appointed therapist's office in under 45 minutes during rush hour, but these suspects just zipped around town like they were the last survivors in a zombie apocalypse. Really impressive. Which is also the plot of some fan fiction pornography I filmed the other day. But anyways, I don't know if the police are going to be able to keep up with these suspects, so I think I'm going to have my pilot get a little closer. Get, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help. Oh, Bert Burton is going to be a hero. Is there is there anything in the in the 
Yeah, cockpit here we can throw down. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, right here. Yeah, yeah, this thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it down. I'm gonna throw it down. Ah! <laughs> I missed. Oh man, let's give me your clipboard. Give me, give me, just give, give me, give me the clip. I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw it at it. I'm gonna throw. Give me, give me, give me. All right, I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw this at it. Get closer, get closer, get closer. Ah, we missed, we missed. We hit that van though. I don't know who was driving that van. It just, just keep going. Uh, Give me, give me your coffee. Give me your coffee. Give me your coffee. Come on. Give me, give me. Oh, it's pretty good coffee. All right, all right. Throw it down. Throw it down. Throw it. Just dump it. Take the lid off and dump the coffee on him. Uh, oh, you missed. You missed. Oh, you went, but you hit that convertible. You hit, uh, the guy, oh, the driver of that convertible looks like he's, looks like he's burning. Oh, my, oh, keep, okay, keep going. Keep going. All right, give me, um, give me your pad. Remember that one time I dropped a pen on a car? That worked. Let me do it. Let me, come here. No. No, uh, God. All right, give me, all right, all right. Uh, this is Bert Burton for SNN Traffic. Uh, we'll update you. We're gonna keep trying to throw things at the suspects to save the day for the police and the community. Uh, basically, uh, I'm gonna finally be a hero. I'm gonna find maybe my ex-wife will, maybe she'll take me back. I don't know. I don't know. All right, Bert Burton, SNN Traffic. We'll keep you updated. And now here's another true fact about your host, Ken Napsack. He has been known to eat an entire jar of pickles while he's cooking, only to find out that he didn't leave enough pickles for the meal he was cooking. My grandmama would call him an idiot. And now, back to the show. I guess they don't get my own show today. We're going to go back up to Bert Burton for an update on that pursuit. Bert, steal the spotlight. Uh, I'm Bert Burton, and things are not looking good out here. Uh, things are not looking good out here. So it turns out the police, even though we're in the news media, we're, we were on their side. So I keep telling them uh, they were not happy that we were throwing items. What? Well, my pilot says he wants to, wants to be clear that I was the one throwing items. Uh, the police did not want to do that. So the pursuit... Uh, is now uh, of us. Uh, there's now two police helicopters behind us. They are. Looks like they're gaining. Uh, it's not. I did not know police helicopters had sirens, but I think I think the police pilots might just be leaning outside the helicopter making siren sounds. Which is that? Which is actually. I wish you guys could hear it. It's pretty cool. Anyways, this is Bert Burton, and I might have bitten off a little bit too much more. Uh, too much that I could. What's the phrase? I might have bitten off. I think I'm screwed. I am absolutely Oh man, I don't know. I was having so much fun. I got caught up in the adrenaline of pursuit. I thought I thought the the police needed uh, some help from above. I thought they were getting the guy going. So I guess we hit we hit too many innocent bystanders. Uh, so if anyone back in the studio knows a good uh, bail bondsman, maybe an attorney, let me know. My name is Burt Burton, and I think I might have up this time. For real, uh, this is this is all. This is what my ex-wife keep kept telling me. This is what I do, Bert. You do stupid things and you make uh, decisions in the heat of the moment, and uh, then that, that's uh, you get into more trouble and you cause more problems. I just, I don't know. The car was going so fast, it was weaving in and out of traffic. I just wanted a piece of the action. You know, I, I, when I was a Boy Scout, I told people I want to help. I want to be. I want to make a difference. Uh, I didn't want to just tie knots and sell cookies. 
But turns out that I, turns out I was in the Girl Scouts. So I don't know if that I could, if I and I got pulled out of that. But I kind of wanted to stay in, and that might have changed some things in my life. I might have been, you know, uh, you know, might have uh, turned into something different that I would have made a better bird. I would have been a better bird, bird. But now here I am. Uh, police helicopter is now chasing us. So uh, this might be our last uh, last broadcast. We are also very. My pilot says we're very low on fuel. So I'm gonna try. To, I'm gonna try to explain to the police that maybe. It was another news agency, another news uh, uh, reporting helicopter. That's, oh, that's a good, uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do. All right, we'll see you next time. We'll update you, uh, hopefully not from jail. I'm Bert Burton, and that's your SNN Traffic Report. Here we go. We're back. I, you know, I got, I got nothing against Burt Burton, our SNN traffic reporter. He's a nice enough guy. I've seen him in the break room a couple times. He's always got some sad sack story, uh, you know, uh, marriage problems, is, uh, divorced on, on and off. I don't know what's going on. I've never met his wife. Uh, or maybe I did at a company party, but I certainly wasn't a pan, paying attention to her face. So um, I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, I'm not, I don't wish Burt any ill will, but um, glad to have a little spotlight on my own damn show. All right. Um, so I was reading the, it was ripped from the headlines here. I was reading the newspaper. Got the newspaper in front of me here. Yeah, and I still read the newspaper. I have USA Today, uh, all the sections, all colors. I love the purple color. The blue one, I think, is athletics, right? Um, but I was reading this here. You hear this hear this story here. Um, student loan forgiveness in the news. It's it's something pretty big. Everyone's going for it. It's, it's the cool thing. Uh, last week it was, uh, uh, you know, TikTok. This week it's student loan forgiveness. So, you know, I'm all for it. I like it. I like the idea of, of uh, you know, helping uh, folks uh, get a leg up or at least some breathing room. I need some breathing room. That'd be great. That'd be wonderful. Uh, you know, so since uh, I can't get enough uh, Twitch subscribers, I guess maybe I can get some student loan forgiveness. So I think I'm going to uh, apply for that after the show's done today, which means we'll probably wrap up the show early. So. I can get this done there, yeah. You know what I mean, Petey? What are you, you're waving your hands in the, in the booth. What's going on? Ah, uh, Kent. Well, Kent, I, I just I, I want to point out I, I know a little bit of your uh, life story because you haven't really shut up about it since kind of uh, reaching the the quote unquote public eye in 2012 uh, with Schmoes. Um, uh, you you uh, you actually uh, did go to college, so I don't know how you can get student loan forgiveness. Hey, well, okay, Petey. Peter, that's not exactly true, did do two years at Allen Hancock Community College in Santa Maria, California, within driving distance to a Carl's Jr., a Circuit City, a Costco, the same Costco referenced in Sideways, I'll have you know, and uh, there was also Toys R Us there at the time. It's gone now, tragically. I think it's a Jones crafting store or something. It's, it's really sad. But it, I did go to two years of community college. I'll have you know. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But did uh, did you take out any loans to go to that uh, two year college? No. 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 It was pretty. Uh, I think my parents picked up the tab on some of the the classes. I think I paid for some of my books at the time. Uh, you know, uh, costly, like thirty thirty five dollars a book. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I don't recall that. Why don't, I don't I don't understand your point. Uh, well, Ken, this uh, loan forgiveness uh, thing, we'll call it, is for uh, like people who took out student loans and usually uh, the loan itself isn't, isn't the problem. I think every one of them understood the concept of a loan and you pay it back. It's the, uh, the greedy crushing 
interest that has uh, become the problem. It's it's like it's actually morally incorrect the amount of interest some of these uh, loan companies and even credit card companies for what it's worth. But that's a different conversation. I understand. But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I don't think you would qualify exactly. I was a student, Petey. Are you denying I was a student? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm, I'm just saying you didn't take out a student loan, so therefore you could not be forgiven. Jesus walked so we could fly, Petey. All right, I'm going to apply. I was a student. I I want the 20, it's like $20,000 they're paying off, right? I want it. I deserve it. I can't help if I uh, started my illustrious radio career uh, at the tail end of my college career and just decided, uh, you know, I'm, F it. I'm not going to go to a four-year university to learn any trade or study anything specifically to get a leg up on my, I'm in radio and that's going to last forever. Uh, you know, that wasn't my problem. It wasn't my fault. Uh, just because I did that and became famous in my hometown to six people doesn't mean that I shouldn't get reimbursed for a loan that I would have taken, right? I would have taken the loan if I'd gone to, like Cal State Northridge, like I've been t- talking about, or Syracuse to study broadcasting, baseball broadcasting, so I could have made something of my uh, dad. Why didn't I do? I didn't. I didn't even think about. I feel like forgot about it two years after I decided to do it in tenth grade. I just didn't. I didn't. I don't know what. Wish my parents would have pushed me harder. Anyways, point being, PT, that money I deserve some money, and I'm going to apply for the money. I, that's fine. I just think you're maybe, you know, you're you're gonna get in the way of someone who actually needs the money. Though to be clear, I, I don't think you'll actually get the money. You'll probably be rejected pretty fast. What do you mean rejected pretty fast? That's rude. How will I get rejected fast, PD? That's just that's that's uncalled for. Uh, well, I haven't I haven't seen the uh, I haven't seen the application, but I imagine at some point pretty early on in the application process, there's probably the question. Uh, did you take out a student loan? And when your answer is no, I think that might make you ineligible. Maybe just a thought. I, 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 but the newspaper said they're forgiving student loans. I was, I was a, I didn't, but it said that they were. Uh, yeah. Gonna forget. I don't mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Kent, maybe. Uh, did you uh, did you actually read the article or did you just stop at the headline again? Well, I did work in YouTube movie news. We just we just we just look at the headlines. You I, 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 there's more. These words mean something. Yeah. Yeah. You might get some more context if you keep reading. But yeah, I, I think you're gonna have a tough time getting the loan. All right. I, I don't mean to be mean, Kent. I just I just don't think this one's for you. This is just really depressing. Wow. I have no hope for a good future. All right. Play the next silly, funny segment. And now it's time for the list. Today, we've got the best ways to date in 2022 over the age of 35. Number three. Sign up for every dating profile, cut your ex out of a photo because it's still the best photo you took, and keep swiping and tapping and liking profiles until you match someone who is just as confused as you are about how to do any of this. Number two. Meet someone the old-fashioned way. Be born to a powerful family that needs to shore up their position by marrying you to someone from an equally as powerful family. Number one. And the best way to date in 2022 over the age of 35. Get married and then make it an open one. Clink, clink. And that's the list. 
Dear God, it's time once again for a check of traffic. I hope this pursuit is over. Dear God, please end it, Bert. Uh, yeah, Ken, uh, the pursuit is over. Uh, I am so excited to report. Uh, and, and you can probably tell I'm calling from a cell phone inside a 7-Eleven in uh, Burbank, California, not too far from where you are. Uh, we had landed to get fuel because our helicopter needed fuel. We had been up in the air so long and the police pursuit. We got out of that. I sweet-talked that. I was able to bribe the helicopter pilots. We're good. But uh, we went to this uh, 7-Eleven. I needed to get a lunch. I figured why well, uh, the helicopter was refueling. Then the police pursuit, it actually ended in the 7-Eleven. The car came crashing in here, went through the front windows and the door, a glass everywhere. And wouldn't you know it, this dislodged the pizza display and the hot dog roller display, pizza and food everywhere so i was able to get a free lunch if you could believe that there the police did show up i did throw a package of uh ding-dongs and some little debbies at the two suspects uh they seemed confused days one of them may have been dead i cannot confirm uh, if it was for my little debbie hitting him square in the face i did throw pretty hard i had a mean change up in uh jv baseball but uh it's over yeah ken the pursuit is over i just saw it be in the right spot it's amazing the police came in they sent the canines in uh and uh, they actually i guess sent them in to uh get me but uh no worries uh, we worded out again i told them that i bribed the helicopter pilots uh that maybe they could share the bribe but uh it ended up what ended up happening I'll tell you what ended up happening again is uh, we all shared in the free hot dogs that we picked up off the floor uh, during uh, when I picked them up off the floor, actually, because uh, I am a hero, picked them up off the floor. So we all had hot dogs. The suspects are in custody. The pursuit has ended. There you go, Ken. Uh, Bert Burton, that was SNN Traffic, brought to you. All the segments today brought to you by Big Lou's Workshop. If you need some seasoning for the hot dogs you picked up off the floor at a convenience store, go to Big Lou's Workshop. All right. Good hot dog, right? Yeah. I'm telling you, they're good. The floor the floor adds some spice. And here's another weekly commentary from Mort Rooney. Have you ever thought that everything really started to go bad when we replaced glass bottles with plastic ones? How the allure of convenience grabbed all of us by the ketchup bottle neck and then slowly began choking us. And like I've said before, I think change and innovation both in the world and within ourselves are are important. But when those changes are slowly but surely revealed to be harmful to us over time, we have a tough time reversing ourselves away from the problems that emerge. Like we're trying to reverse a big rig truck, but we left the Debbie Dudson school of trucking weeks before the training was finished. That is, of course, a reference to a very specific series of TV commercials that ran for years and only 
probably connects with 1% of our audience, which is why Saturday Night Napsock is built to fail. Anyway, I enjoy a good plastic bottle. I use them. I don't want to come off as preachy or hypocritical here. I enjoy a good squeeze. There is something particularly satisfying when you get that plastic bottle of mustard at just the right time. Not too new where all that mustard juice gets on your sandwich and not too empty where the bottle is just farting at you like a Frenchman taunting you. And with one hearty squeeze, that yellow gold comes shooting out like a 70s porn money shot, exploding all over your ham and cheese sandwich in a way that makes you believe in God. It's special, and it's a lot better than the nearly criminal assault you have to make on a glass bottle to get out the very same mustard. You pound it with the palm of your fist like Chuck Norris fighting a bad guy. You strike it against the counter, or finally, desperately jam a knife down into it like a medieval doctor trying to remove demon fairies from someone's upset stomach. Look, there's no denying it. The plastic bottle wins. And I remember the first time someone showed me a plastic bottle. I truly felt like we had reached a new level as humans, as if the sin of creating the unbalanced, dangerous fork had been undone. And now aliens were going to stop by because now we were worthy. By the way, if aliens are real, then I think they're going to have an easy time accepting mustard, but a harder time accepting mayonnaise. Just a hunch. The plastic bottle was a revelation, no doubt. But now, decades later, the harm done to the world by single-use plastics to our lands, our oceans, our turtles, just becomes more and more clear. Recycling is all but a fraud, uh, minus about 10% of the collected materials, and it was basically a creation by big plastic to keep big plastic going. I could go on and on and on, but it gets depressing. The point is, we see and hear all of this. We get it. We understand it. It resonates. No one wants turtles to die unless you're a video game plumber trying to get to the castle to save a princess. Yet, with all that truth hanging above you, with all that knowledge that perhaps the glass bottle has the right idea, you stand in line at your favorite corporate coffee shop and think, damn it, they better not give me a paper straw. There, of course, is a lot more to it. Nothing is really as simple as it seems. But often the first steps to big solutions are that simple, and they are that small. We all want to start changing the world, but only after we finish sipping our latte through this one last straw. Unbelievable. Now think about that. That was Mort Rooney. More later. There you go, episode 86 of Saturday Night Napsock is in the book. Special thanks to Patreon supporter, definitely not Trey, who definitely is Trey for the Morning Drive Media Station identification. Patreon supporters, if you want to do those, you want to you make some, you let me know. You can support at patreon.com slash catnapsock. Saturday Night Napsock is also on Jemmy. If you want to make a one-time donation to support the show, jemmy.app slash Saturday Night Napsock. If you're feeling charitable, you know, also go to PayPal via my website and donate there. All right, big thanks to associate producer Sean Arnold for always help, helping to get the word out on the show, working on some other things behind the scenes. You go to Sean's Tea Public Shop at tpublic.com slash user slash Sean. I am about five minutes away from my next episode of Pop Rock and Radio. Check that out on Mixcloud. Ken Epsox Pop Rock and Radio. And also, you can listen to me in Hall of Fame Music Radio, Newcastle, Pennsylvania. 
and anywhere throughout the world on their website at hofmradio.com. As I said before, go to kennapsock.com for more information. Follow me on Twitter at kennapsock or mdrive media. And as always, be sure to tell a friend about Saturday Night Napsock, a show so real it had to be fake. And as always, remember to laugh responsibly. At this point, I'll just take laugh. See you next time. <laughs>